0: Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Sean Walkner. Sean is the head men's bowling coach at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Sean, thanks for joining me and uh, Coach K today.
1: Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Well, Sean, let's begin with kind of the uh, explanation of what a club bowling uh, team is and what it's an organization where it's actually, you know, it's part of the university and the university funding. So why don't you talk about how you guys are at University of Wisconsin-Whitewater?
1: At the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, we are considered a a club sport. So we are, are through our student activities office. Um, our Our funding is very different than what would be you know at, at a typical varsity program. Um, we We get our funding again from student fees. There's a the student advisory board that that decides how much we're gonna get per year. Um and they do give us you know roughly about ten percent of our operating budget, which is great, um, but certainly not enough to to do what what we do. So we have to do a lot of fundraising. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between a a club program and a varsity program.
2: What, what kind of fundraising uh, do you do? Are there some kind of like ball raffles, or what kind of uh, what kind of activities do you do for that?
1: Um, we, we do a, a few different things. First of all, we do host our our own collegiate tournament. We host the Warhawk Open, um, and that's traditionally in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and once we're there, you know, our parents really jump on board and help out with doing a bake sale. They do they run multiple fifty fifties. We also do, you know, ball raffles at that tournament. Um, and all the players and coaches that attend really support um, that fundraising effort. Um, then throughout the year, we also do a bull where where our players get either pledges or flat donations um, for, for a tournament that we do on campus. And then this year, we're going to start doing um, concessions at Milwaukee Brewers games. Um, and kind of hope that that, huh. that can bring in some more revenue for our program.
0: So, Sean, Wisconsin, is a, a Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, that, that whole area is really a bowling hotbed. What are you guys doing to attract bowlers to your program, to University of Wisconsin-Whitewater?
1: Um, well, again, being that, that centrally located program, you know, as you mentioned, we have all those states right around us. Um, so between myself, uh, my other assistant coaches, Chris Beach, Nathan Reitz, and, and a lot of my players go out to these different events, different youth events, Um, You know, either being high school tournaments, um, like Illinois has their their state tournament this weekend, Um, you know, so we're going to have someone down there. We, again, are are everywhere with all the youth tours, um, Illinois Scholarship Tour, there's um, the Junior Bowlers Tour in Wisconsin, the Youth Challenge Series. You know, we're always there looking for for guys um, to come into our program, Um, you know, and, and I'm the kind of person, I'm not afraid to go up and talk to anybody. I don't care. You know who the player is, how good they are. Um, if I think they're going to fit into our varsity program, I'm going to approach them.
0: What do you? What do you? What are your coaches looking for? Is it? It can't just be scores alone because you go to some of these tournaments and and it's you know 240 average to to win the thing or make the final. So what are you guys looking for in a in a high school bowler?
1: Um, and, and that's so true because Illinois is all on house condition. You know, so again, I can see a great bowler. They're going to average 240 as you mentioned. Wisconsin is pretty much all baker, so you don't even get to see score for the individual players. So the two things that we really look for, number one is sound fundamentals, something that's gonna be easy to work with, easy to coach. And then the other thing is their communication. How do they talk to their coach? How do they respond to their teammates? And also important is how they respond to their parents. Because that's gonna tell me how they how they communicate with their teammates at Whitewater. And how they interact with me, and and again the other coaches on staff.
2: Ah, uh, that's that's really insightful. There's, a, I guarantee you, there's not a lot of um, people who you know do consider doing that when they're kind of looking at uh, how well does a player work within kind of a team environment. And uh, yeah, I think that's the first time that I've heard that mentioned. I think that's uh, I think that's a really cool idea. So you, you have to be, you know, as far as being successful in in team sports. Uh, it's definitely been my experience that you have to have some kind of a, sort of a good synergy among the team, you know, not just the individual talent. And uh, it sounds like that's what you're saying. If you can, if you don't mind, just kind of expanding on that a little bit, I think that's a really interesting part.
1: Right. I think that for us is, is one of the things that has really helped to make our program successful. Um, truly is that that communication piece. Um, during our tournaments, we have a process, um, where where the the players communicate with each other as well as with the coaching staff, you know, to let us know if, if what we're seeing down lane, you know, is that because of a bad shot or, you know, it, are we starting to see that transition happen? You know, so that is going to let the next players in line know what they need to do. I mean, and one thing we do is we stick our best player, Nick Crummell, first um, in all team games. Um, he's our most accurate player, most consistent player, and has the, the easiest ball motion to read, So, you know, we stick Nick first in order to be that guinea pig to let everybody behind him know what they need to do. Um, And then one other thing we do in in terms of the communication aspect is once we're done with with the first day of competition, you know, we we go out dinner and go back to our hotel and we process what happened on Saturday, what went well, what did not go so well, and in both cases, what can we do better to, again, put us in a better position for the second day of competition.
0: So, how much time do you spend working with your players, whether that's on the lanes or mentally preparing them for a tournament?
1: Um, we practice three days a week um, with, and ironically, again, we're a club program, so I'm not not employed by the university. Um, I have a full-time job outside of this. So, um, traditionally, I'm there, t- you know, two of the three days a week of practice. This fall is a, a little bit different because um, we were sh- short some staff members. Um, so I was getting up there only once a week for for a few weeks, but traditionally I'm there two out of the three days a week. Um, but the guys are on lane three days a week, um, you know. And when they're there in practice, they're they're running drills, they're working on on physical aspects of their game. Um, Chris and I always provide them after tournaments some things that we see that they need to work on for those days that that we're not there. Um, you know, they're they're working on how their arsenal fits together. Um, that's one thing that that we've seen, kind of in the transition of me being here, is really getting the players' arsenals to be conducive to the collegiate game. Um, you know, in terms of the drilling, in terms of surface on the balls, um, and then also again in practice, we work on communicating. Um, we do different drills that that really drive home that important piece of of being able to articulate what you see happening on the lane. Um, then we also do a day of study tables for the team. Um, I, I found that that is very important. Obviously they're student athletes, so we have to focus on that student part as well. And traveling as much as we do, we compete in 14 tournaments each season, and that's from the last week of September until the third week of February. So it's you know pretty compact and we're gone a lot. So I gone to doing um, study tables on Monday, and this fall, the team's cumulative GPA was a 3.0. And it's the first time that I've been here that the team's had a GPA that high. So, um, and one other thing we like to do is bringing people from the outside. Um, as, as, as we all know in, in the coaching world, your players kind of tune you out. After a while, you can keep saying the same thing, but it'll resonate more if it's coming from somebody else. So, my first two years in the program, I brought in a personal friend of mine, Josh Blanchard, which I'm sure most of the listeners know. Um, Josh came into Whitewater the first year, did a lot of mental aspect with the team, and we brought him back the second year out to Las Vegas with us. And, and he worked both mentally and physically with the team. Last year, I think we, we did probably one of the best things that we could have ever done. And when we were in Vegas in December, we brought out Dr. Dean Hennett. Um He came out and did probably about a nine-hour seminar with the guys, um, really driving home the, the aspect of how mentally strong we have to be to excel in our sport, taught us some different and more effective ways of communicating and, and that, for us, was that, that tipping point in our, our communication and then also taught us, you know, how to and why we need to trust each other. Um, so, again, we would like to bring in those outside folks. This year, Eric Pearson came in and did a, a lane play seminar. Eric creates patterns for several college tournaments, um, so it's always good to pick his brain on, on what he does, why he does it, you know, and then how, how reading those graphs can really make us at least get out of the gate a lot better.
2: Well, man, you are a, uh, Coach Walkner, you are a busy, busy guy. That's a lot of stuff. That's a, a heavy <laughs> schedule and a lot of good stuff. You have a, a lot of stuff going on. I did hear a little bit about uh, intercollegiate club championships as well, that you're yeah. taking on even some extra duties as well. Tell us tell us about that.
1: Um, well, this all so the, the, the Boom Apparel Intercollegiate Club Championships um, actually came about um, last year during the NAIA tournament. Um, Two other coaches and myself, um, Bobby Brown from Moorhead State and Scott Savage from Purdue, we were all watching the live stream and started Facebooking each other saying, why don't club teams have this opportunity? Um, You know, you have the NAIA teams, you have the NCAA championships, there's the NJCAA, the junior college championships, all that happened in between USBC sectionals and USBC nationals. So the club programs were the only ones without that opportunity to compete in between that time. So the three of us really put our heads together and, and created this, this intercollegiate club championships. Um, And then through some connections, we got hooked up with boom. We got hooked up um, with H2M management, which is Nick Hoagland's group um, with, with Ace Mitchell turbo, you know, storms on board, savage bowling pro shops, you know, again, all these sponsors just kind of like club teams. Yes. We want to support them. Um, so we're going to kick off this event the first weekend of April in Indianapolis, Indiana. So we are looking forward um, to to really giving opportunity to these club teams to promote it, promote their programs. We actually signed a um, live streaming deal with Michigan Bowler TV. So we will be able to, again, live stream that event as well.
0: Very exciting stuff. So, Coach, how do you get your bowlers out of the mindset that they can just switch Bowling balls and and stay there if if their look goes away during a tournament, during a a set of, you know, when you guys are competing. Because I think it's so easy for us as bowlers to say, well, and, and when you're bowling on the easier patterns, you can probably get away with that. But the stuff you guys are bowling on in a lot of cases, you can't just switch balls. You maybe need to make a big move or do a slight hand position. So, how do you work with the players to get some of those, you know, I guess you could even call them bad habits out of their head from when they, you know, maybe came into your program?
1: Well, again, it's a lot of it's through through communication. Um, we we have one coach, Chris Beach, my assistant, is always down front, right at the approach with the players. I'm more in the back of the group, so that way we we're again talking to multiple players at at the same time. I'm um, just kind of figuring out what what's going on. That way, again, those conversations are going on. You know, is, is it just a bad reaction? You know, or is it something that you're doing? You know, can we get you to a fresher part of the lane? Either moving left which is the traditional move, you know, there's a lot of tournaments that instead of making drastic jumps left, we're going to make a drastic jump right sometimes. And, and again, try to get outside of where everyone is. And there's been some tournaments where that's been the best move, and we've done that. Um, you know, but I've got guys that like to get in and, and quote-unquote burn and turn the shot. Um, you know, so my guys are definitely not afraid to get in front of the ball return and, and sticking to what they know works, which again goes back so the guys really learning their arsenals and knowing what balls they need to have in their bag for the, the different patterns. Um, but certainly, you know, again, moving eyes further down lane, moving your target closer to you, switching hand position, whatever it's going to be to get that player to, again, not always switch that ball because, as you mentioned, that's, that's the youth bad habit that players have. Um, but just making sure that, again, they're doing everything that they can to, to maximize their, their carry and their,
2: their execution. Hey, Coach, final question I have for you. Now, the uh, you do have at your school a women's team there that uh, operates under NCAA. Is that correct? That is correct, yep. And what uh, what kind of functions are you then allowed to either do together or you choose to do together as far as practice or any type of training? Is there certain things that you've uh, found you know work well or do you have to operate completely separate because you're a club sport and the women's team is under NCAA?
1: Exactly. Because of their regulations, we can virtually do nothing together. Um, our practices must be separate. Um, our travel is separate. And and with their, their being NCAA, they're bullying some different tournaments anyway, some NCAA-only events. Now, they have sent their JV team to, to a few of the USBC events that we're at. Again, our travel is separate. Um, but the one thing we do share is, is that, and that's our practice facility, which is, is right on campus in our university union, which is Again, because of their status of NCAA and the university wanting them to excel at the highest level, they bought them a a Kegel lane walker, um, which allows us to utilize that as well. Um, We're able to build in patterns of our choosing. Um, We have a library of eight that, as the men's team, we get to put into the machine. And and the Bowling Center on campus has been great to work with us um, and allow us to change those patterns. Um, as we, we find out what we're going on the, the upcoming weekends and whatnot, we're able to adjust those patterns and practice on the conditions that are, are going to get us where we need to be. So um, before our girls went NCAA, they just had an old, it was probably even a silver bullet or even before that machine, you know. But, again, because their elevation to NCAA status and, um, you know, they made the NCAA tournament last year um, as well as USBC intercollegiate, you know, that the school invested some money into that. Um, and, and we're able to take advantage of that because we do share that same facility.
0: Well, Coach Walkner, want to thank you for joining us again. Coach Sean Walkner, head men's bowling coach at the uh, University of Wisconsin Whitewater Bowling Program. Seeing you guys are ninth ranked in the, in the country right now out of rankings. So continued success with things up there and all the best. And do keep us in touch of uh, how things go the rest of the season for you guys.
1: I will absolutely do that. Thank you guys again for this opportunity.